Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Are you spending more time in your basement now that it's your rec room, office, kids' playroom, or home gym? Well, you need to ventilate those spaces to remove stagnant, musty air. For over 20 years, the Easy Breathe ventilation system exchanges dirty, damp air for cleaner, drier, healthier air. Take charge of your indoor air with your own Easy Breathe ventilation system. You can get it installed, or DIY kits are available. Just call 866-822-7328 or visit TakeChargeOfYourAir.com and receive 20% off today. Welcome to the latest edition of 100, the Ed Gordon Podcast. Today, a conversation with singer Will Downing. Downing has been an R&B favorite for three-plus decades. His rich baritone has solidified a fan base that has remained loyal over the years. His songs often reflect the emotions of life, including hurt and pain, which became unthinkably real for the singer this year when his daughter, who struggled with mental illness, joined the growing ranks of young African-Americans who've taken their own lives. Hey, Will, thank you for joining me today, man. We should we should note for everybody, um, we have been friends for a long time. I, when I was pulling some stuff up uh, about you, not that I don't know most of it anyway, um, but 35 years in the business, and I would suspect that we probably have known each other, if not all those 35 years, at least 34 of those 35. Yeah, without a doubt, man. You and I go back to, I probably met you when I had hair. And, uh, <laughs> and mine was black, right? I was gonna say yours was black, blacker. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. how far we go back. Absolutely. Listen, listen before we get into to a, a serious discussion, I want to ask you just about that thirty five years, man. You know, as you get older, you start to count your blessings and appreciate, right. you know, what surrounds you in a way that you you just don't have the capacity when you're younger. When you think about your career. Uh, and you think about all the people that you started with who no longer are making right. music uh, and not not because they don't want to. You know, how, how do you look back at the career now? Man, it, it's interesting. Um, and, yeah, I, I often think about the the beginning, the journey, uh, who we started with and, you know, who no longer is here for one reason and or another. Uh, and, you know, grateful. You know what I mean? Um, I was one of the ones that back in the day, they always tried to get me to be something that I really wasn't. 
and told me that that would be the downfall of my career and I wasn't gonna, and all these sort of negative connotations that came along with it. And here we are all these years later and I'm still going. And, you know, you hate to kind of say, I told you so, but you know, you should follow your own dream, be yourself at all times. And cream always rises to the top. So, you know, I'm not saying that I'm on top, but I've survived this long and, you know, I've been making a living at doing this music thing for the, the the amount of time that you and I have known each other for, yeah. you know, 35 years and 20, whatever behind me, 26 albums. 26, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm grateful. Yeah, yeah. Well, let, let me pivot now to, to something that really aligns with that, and that is just how precious life is. Yeah. Uh, you know, we should note that uh, this coming weekend, I'm doing a special on BET about mental health and suicide and the crisis that our community finds itself in. And unfortunately, it has touched you uh, personally. And I appreciate that you you saw that I was doing that and reached out to me and said that, uh, you know, I'd, I'd love to be able to talk about it and share, you know, what I've gone through in hopes of of helping others. Um, and so we should note that that your daughter um, uh passed away this year and um you've been having you and your family have been having to deal with that give us a sense of what you dealt with leading up to it because rarely very rarely is it one incident immediate that causes people to take their own lives well yeah my daughter Erin Siobhan uh she was 31 years old and she had been, and we as a family had been dealing with her on her uh, issues for quite a few years. You know, at first we thought it started out as basically, you know, we thought it was just things that kids go through mm -hmm. um, and the life's pains, life's growing pains. And as the years went on, you know, the severity of it became, you know, a, a, a highly increased. Uh, you know, we got her professional help. Um, we did what we could. She hated taking the medication that she was on. So when she wouldn't take the medication, she would kind of self-medicate. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, that was, you know, obviously part of the the, the downward spiral. Um, we did pretty much all that we could do with her. You know, she lived um, on the West Coast with her mother uh, in, in, in the same state, in the same city, but apart. Uh, and the majority of the family was here on the East Coast. I mean, that's probably the one thing that I wish I'd have pushed more for uh, was to have her here around family and loved ones. And, and also that uh, that we had gotten her professional help a lot earlier uh, when we had noticed signs of slight irregular uh, acting, you know, a, a way of acting. You know, I'm yeah, trying to behavior. find the right words to say. Yeah, mm -hmm. so a way of behavior. So, you know, a lot of times we as, as black folk, uh, we tend to not talk about certain things and mental health is certainly one of them. You know, we kind of sweep it under the rug. Um, I remember talking to my dad about it um, years and years ago and my father's from the South and he would say, you know, you know take him down home, let him, let him run around in the fields and, and give him some collard greens and some, some ice taters. And I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Get, get some real food in them. They'll be fine. You know, she'll be fine. He'll be fine. You know, as my son deals with it as well. Um, and then as the years went on, then it kind of, you know, it got worse. And they look at me like, you know, what, you know, what are you going to do about this? I'm mm -hmm. like, I told you this years ago. 
You told me to let them run around in the fields and get ice taters and, <laughs> and collard greens. Like, it's bigger than that. So I didn't know what to do. He didn't know what to do. We did the best we could. But it's something that we probably, as a family, as a group, should have spoken about uh, to get her the help that she needed. I, w- I want to ask you about uh, being a parent and having to deal with that. And, you know, we laugh about how our community has seen it in some ways because it does seem, when you look back, uh, almost comical. I think about the movie Soul Food and the uncle that right. lived up in the, uh, right. you know, in the right. attic, and they just kind of right. pushed the food. And we all have had people in our, in our lives and our families as we look back and say that you know what that was probably an issue with mental health that we just could not identify that we kind of wrote off. But as a parent, you know, in doing this special. Uh, because we're concentrating on young people, literally teenagers and under on uh, one of the segments that we're doing. And what I find is it is hard to discern just being a teenager and some of the mood swings and the behavior that is quote unquote normal, what you uh, identify Um, as you look back now, or is there anything that, that you say, I should have seen that I, I shouldn't have just written that off or, or would you think, as you just said that, look, it's teenagers. I remember when I was a teenager, just very right. mercurial. Yeah. I mean, it's, it is a very fine line. You know, everything that I had seen, well, not everything, a lot of things that I'd seen with her. Um, I felt about my parents when I was coming up, you know, mm-hmm. my parents told me no to something. I, I, I hate my parents. You know, you, mm-hmm. every kid has said that at some point, mm-hmm. then you really mean it, but you know, you say that and, you know, and for some people, they would write it down and document it or it was a diary or whatever. And, you know, we had seen that with her, you know, I'd find some of the writings that she would put into a little book and, you know, I kind of go, OK, well, you know, in theory, I shouldn't be looking at it. So in theory, I shouldn't talk to her about it. But I saw it. And then you would hear about uh, other teens going through similar things like the little years ago, it was like teens were cutting themselves, you mm-hmm. know, just little cuts. And she was doing that a little bit. And it was sort of like, you know, normally as a culture, that's not us. And it was the first time I had physically, you know, kind of come very close to something like that. And honestly, I just did not know yeah. what to do. And and I and should was, note, go ahead, Will, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. And I was going to say, it was just one of those things where I just decided myself, oh, you know, I'm going to spend some more time with it. You know what? Uh, my my wife at the time and I, we were uh, we were separated. And so I would get the kids on the weekend. So on the weekends, I would just try to make it like this ultra, like, okay, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to, and you're going to feel better. And then, you know, then they'd go back to their environment. And, you know, then, you know, it's kind of like a roller coaster uh, of emotions that I would assume that they would, they were dealing with. So, you know, she'd be up sometimes, sometimes she'd be down. So I just, I just kind of have written it off as just being growing pains, to be honest with you. So it is that fine line. And you don't know uh, how to define what is depression. Uh, in her case, bipolar, slight bits of schizophrenia, all that sort of kind of came into focus as the years went on. And we've got to be careful as we have this discussion. I was with Taraji P. Henson, and she's opening up uh, some wellness pods and an right. initiative. Uh, she cares um, as she's looking first to Black women on HBCU campuses and the like. And you know, we talked about the idea of just the discussions that we have and how we have to be careful because for so long, we as a people almost laughed it off because we right. know that we're resilient. We know that we can kind of power through 
Um, even with the idea of, of, you know, the cutting um, for so long, it wasn't in our community, but we should be very clear. It's very much in our community. Now it is no longer something we don't do. Um, And, and I found that in one of the families that, that we dealt with, you know, they had a child that was also doing that. Um, Do you, do you find that you're, more careful now, more concerned about your other kids and, and how have you dealt with others? Did you find other families to talk to? Because let's be honest, you know, in, in the beginning of finding out that your child, whether it's something this serious or, you know, just that your child likes to dress, <laughs> you know, right. strangely, we all, right. like, Oh Lord, they're going <laughs> to look at us like we are crazy. How do you deal? How did you deal with that? Well, we're still dealing with it. And I know yeah. I'm personally dealing with it, um, you know, every day. I mean, this is so new. Uh, it's we're in, in April, the beginning of May, and this happened in January. Yeah. So I wake up every day. I mean, sometimes I can't go to sleep, you know, uh, overcome with emotion. I find myself just crying and trying to understand well, what this thing is all about, like what happened. And there's so many branches to the tree that comes along with it, not just the mere fact that she took her own life and that she's not here. It's like now we have to deal with it as a family. And, you know, everyone has their different kind of take on what happened, Mm -hmm. uh, where we went wrong, sometimes even placing the blame on the other person. So, you know, I I know I'm going to need professional help because, you know, I mean, I'm I'm in a bit of depression myself. You know, Uh, I openly admit that, you know, I just don't feel motivated because of what happened i mean i can see another a child that looks like my child i'll start you know i'll lose it you know i look at the young lady in uh, abbott uh, abbott elementary the young lady quinta quinta uh Brunson, I believe. Mm-hmm. my kid looks like her mm-hmm. you know same height same face same you know i look at her i can't even watch the show i, I watch mm-hmm. i start boo when i think about you know my child mm-hmm. so i mean i i i don't have the answers to be honest with you, Ed, I don't have all the answers. I'm navigating it myself. Um, but I did, you know, write a song to kind of alleviate the pain for me and my family. I guess it'll speak on our behalf. And then hopefully within that song, uh, someone will hear something and even see something within the video that they can relate to. And they can, you know, we can we can save some lives that way. I know that you because heaven's watching. about that that motivation i mean someone like yourself takes all of the emotions they find in life and can make art out of it talk a little bit about that well it was an easy song to write to be honest with you because it was kind of what we were all talking about after the fact um you know we're making telephone calls and doing zoom calls to each other like she talked to you she says something to you and we're trying to frankenstein this and composite like this emotional thing that she was going through that led to this so that's what the song is. And, and when people see the video that goes along with the song, uh, we did kind of like a reenactment of a father and daughter um, dealing with the same thing that we dealt with with her. And so the first line of the song is, you know, can you tell me, I wish that you could tell me what the hell was on your mind. You know, last I talked to you, you, know, you were doing fine. Mm-hmm. I talked to my daughter on January the 4th. She left me a voice message on uh, New Year's Eve 
that I recorded and uh, well, took that voice message and put it onto the song as well. 11 days later, she was dead. <laughs> and so we went from this cheerful, hey, happy new year. Oh, great. Day, you know, and then a week later we talked and, and to dead with a note. So the song was easy because there was a lot of questions in it that of which I won't have the answers to mm -hmm. until I still we meet again, which is the title of the song mm -hmm. and we can discuss it. But within that, if people see it and they're dealing with something like this, hopefully it'll give them a little bit of relief. Let them know that you're not in this by yourself um, and to, to, to seek professional help. Well, I'm curious as a father, you know, you know, the relationship that I have with my daughter. And in fact, mm -hmm. you uh, were very instrumental as we kicked off a father daughter initiative right. a few years ago. And you lent us uh, a, a song that you had recorded. Mm -hmm. uh, and I, I'm curious as as a father, part of I suspect what you're dealing with, too, is you always, you want to protect all your children, but there's something about a daughter that fathers feel even right. more protective. How much are you dealing with the idea? And there's nothing that you could have done, you know, right. and, and logically, you know that. But I right. would suspect you still struggle with that. Well, I mean, how can you not? I mean, you know, daughters, I, I think in, in cases like this, we as men, we think of who we were and how we were coming up and our pursuit of, mm -hmm. you know, of mm -hmm. women. And then you see these guys coming up to your door like, no, 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 mm -hmm. no, 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 you know, leave this one alone. <laughs> and you want to be there all the time for them 24 hours a day. But the fact of the matter is, is they do grow up and they're on their own. And you hope that as a parent that you have instilled enough information into them that they can survive on their own, but on their own. But you know, you you still have that protective nature. And that's with me and and I have two other children, my daughter and I have a grandson and, mm -hmm. and my son, you know, you feel that way about all of your kids. But with daughters, you mm -hmm. as you're saying, you're correct. You don't want anyone ever talking to them. You don't ever want any harm coming their way. And you do what you can. But you know, she lived on her own. Uh, she was living her own life. Mm -hmm. um, you know, as much as I would say, no, 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 no. Every time I said, no, 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 no. In her, in her mind, it was, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm going and this is what I'm going to do. So uh, as we have all done as as children. So, you know, it, we, we gave her all the tools uh, yeah. to live with um, that we could. And, you know, unfortunately, it is an illness. It's a mental illness. Yeah. It's a, a chemical imbalance. There's something that I don't understand technically that goes on where that fine line of depression and and uh, the suicidal uh, tendencies and life kind of there's a real fine line there, you know, where people with happiness and 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 complete sadness, you know, yeah. it's that roller coaster. And I can't say that I understand it, but I wish I could have been there even more to help prevent it. You can't use logic for this. You can have empathy, clearly sadness, grieving, all the other things. But to try to figure out in a rational way why this occurs would not be, I think, the approach that that we should take, as you say. Mm -hmm. uh, we don't yet, even though we say it, we don't yet view it as we would other illnesses. We just right. don't as as right. a, as a as a community, and I'm in a community of people, not just black folks. What have you done, Will, 
or have you maybe is a better way of putting it, um, been able to put some of, I'm sure, the guilt that you felt early on aside. You said something key that some other parents that we talked to as we prepared this special said, um, they said, yeah, I have guilt, but I knew I did everything I could. Right. And that helped them lay down some of that guilt because right. it is what you should have done in your mind that you trip over. Um, but if you feel like I did all that I could, it's just no way I could have done anything. Are you, are you in that place now? No, not yet. No. Yeah. Like I said, it's, it's, it's so, it's so soon since it's uh, happened. Like, and it's been a matter of three or four months. Yeah. So I've, I, I hear that all the time. I say that to myself, but in my spirit, I don't yeah, believe it as a yeah. Yet. And also, you know, there's a somewhat of a religious aspect to it as well, you know, more so than the the mental health. You know, as, as soon as I heard it, I mean, the first thing I'm thinking to myself, like, okay, you know, as I grew up in the Baptist church, you know, and and there was the golden rule, like, you know, you can't take your own life or you can't make mm-hmm. it into heaven. So like my my mind and my heart immediately mm-hmm. like okay, you know, I know it's going to sound, it might sound a little crazy to, to you or to someone else listening. It's like, she don't make it in heaven. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, you know, that's, my mind is there. Like, okay, you know, what happens? I mean, the, the amount of questions that come along with that and everything that is, comes along with what happened, they're endless. Mm-hmm. They're endless. Whether we're dealing with the mental health aspect of it or the religious aspect of it, for me, I kind of look at it from that standpoint. So, you know, I, I started doing things and even where I buried her, I buried her with my dad, you know, because I didn't want her to be alone. Yeah. So, you know, it's like she's buried with my father. So in my mind, I'm kind of like they're together, mm-hmm. you know, whether there's any fact to that or not, no one knows. But, you know, it made it brought me comfort. It brought yeah. my family comfort as well. So, like I said, I'm still navigating my way through this thing. Um and yeah, I, I suspect that will be the case for the rest of my days. And yeah, I'm sure we'll the, obviously I'll, I'll feel better as time goes on. But you know, you never forget. You yeah, know, it's always it's always going to be there. What of the idea? You know, people naturally think of of the grieving process and and you hurting in that way. But what of the anger? I I would think that you you would have to have come across anger, even to her at times, or anger at the world, or anger. At God, you know, when you say, look, I've been a faithful servant. Why bring this to my doorstep? I'm sure it's fleeting, but I would suspect it's there. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, you and I have been um, interviewing with each other for years. (laughs) And you were one of the first people that interviewed me when I was, I guess, somewhat coming on the, the rebound of my illness. In 2007, Downing was diagnosed with the rare muscular disease, polymyositis that at times can be fatal. It rendered the singer unable to walk and bedridden. There was even question about him being able to sing again. When you reached out and said, hey, we'd like to do interview you. I mean, I'm still in a wheelchair. I'm everything. And I was even then, I'm like, you know, come on, man, really? But at the same time, I felt that I was spared to spread the word and to give hope to others. And in this case, I would assume, you know, the, the celebrity you know, quote unquote celebrity that I have gives me a, a, a large platform to spread the word uh, for other people dealing with this sort of thing to let them know that, you know, it can happen to anyone, regardless of what your financial status is or uh, what your celebrity is. It can happen to anyone. And 
Our job is to help other people get through it from here on out, help ourselves and, and, in, and in turn, help others that are going through it. Yeah. Um, I, I remember reaching out when I found out when you posted. Um, I remember texting you that night and saying simply, I, there are no words no. for me to say. I just wanted you to know that I was thinking about you and, and praying, yet there will be those who you know, want to give you the good word and good, how, how, what do you tell people? Because I remember uh, Sabrina Fulton, Trayvon Martin's mother telling me, you know, you try to be gracious and you try to accept every, but there are just days you just want to be by yourself left. I don't want to hear how it's going to get better. Just me be, Um, how are you dealing with, with those times and days? Well, I mean, that's me, you know, um, You don't want to be disrespectful because other people are reaching out and you're grateful for that fact. But sometimes I really don't want to talk about it. Yeah. Not not that I want to forget about it and, and, and move on, but you know, it's so overwhelming. There's not a day that goes by where you don't think about it. I mean, that even in regards to the illnesses I was going through, I deal with that every day. It's so Mm -hmm. it's a, it's almost a form of PTSD. You know, it's, it's, it's something that, you know, it's there. You know, I see it, I deal with it. And yet again, here's another piece that's attached on to that. And there's sometimes I just really don't want to talk about it. And everyone wants to go into the gory details and, you know, how exactly was she found? And what did the notes say? And it was like, come on, man. Yeah. You know, so let, let, let's not go down that road. Mm-hmm. You know, let us grieve as a family on our own. And you know, I, I don't have to give you every piece of, you know, details of, as to what happened and how and why and who and what time and, you know, and you want to see to this and, other, you know, it's not an investigation. I appreciate all the kind words and cards. I really do. Mm-hmm. But yeah, as you said, there are times I just want to, just give me a minute. Yeah. Know? I'm curious how you've dealt with, you know, you, you jumped my question. I was going to ask you about how you dealt with your mental health when you were going through, what was a very serious time for you. You know, mm-hmm. we were concerned whether, let alone you were going to make it through, if you made it through, whether you'd be able to continue to sing and perform. And, you know, I remember just coming into the home, they had moved, you know, just to give people a sense of, they had moved, you know, your bed downstairs, couldn't, mm-hmm. you know, get to the stairs. And 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 thank God you were able to to continue the career and, and, and you know, give us what you have been blessed to, you know, be blessed with, um, and that marvelous voice. But, you know, I'm wondering if mental health was a thing, even after that, that you think you took for granted or because of your daughter's situation, was it in the fore as it isn't enough for most of us? Well, when I was going through what I was going through, as far as, you know, my physical ailment that I went through, I mean, I talk with people, I talk with the professionals, I talk to people that have been going through the same thing that I was going through. And to be honest with you, more than anything else, I freaking pray. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I prayed a lot. You know, I'm, I'm sure that God was sick of me, but I'm like, hey, man, I got to get this out. And the answers came. You know, the answers don't necessarily come when you specifically need them. But, you know, in time, God answers all your prayers. And then this is the case with this as well. I pray a lot. It has brought us as a family closer together. Um, so we talk a lot about it and and our daily struggles within uh, each other, you know, just try, try to keep each other lifted up. So 
it's a lot of praying, a lot of talking. Um, I personally have not added the professional aspect to it as of yet, but I will to have someone that I can talk to. Why haven't you, you, Will? Why haven't you? I don't know. You know, I, I, I like I said, I, I like to deal with it myself and kind of understand a little bit more myself before I go, you know, as uh, the picture in a lot of people's mind, lay on someone else's couch and, and tell them my problems. Mm-hmm. So it, but it's definitely coming. I definitely know I have to do it because, you know, dealing with this on your own uh, or even with your family members is not enough, but it certainly helps. Mm-hmm. Um, As we as we wrap this, I'm, I'm curious about whether you've had the moments that will ultimately come, I pray, and I'm sure they will. And that is that you'll be able to look back on Aaron's life and think about the joy that she brought. Have you had those moments? And do you, do you believe that that will ultimately be, um, you know, I remember, I remember being with Eddie Levert um, after Gerald passed, Gerald and I were close and Eddie's like an uncle to me. And I, you know, said to him, Eventually, we will be able to turn on the radio, hear one of his songs, and be joyous right. about it. Right. Uh, and so that joy, as we like to say, you know, comes in the morning. Uh, are you looking for that morning, and have you had any of it uh, at this point? Well, it, it's funny, man. The, the things that she put us through as a family over the years that we thought was so monumental and yeah. and uh and 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 bad feelings and all this stuff it's funny man we sit back now we tell these funny these stories and we kind of laugh because you know it's it it wasn't as serious well in some cases it was but in, in some in some cases it wasn't as serious and you smile about it um she was an artist so she left us with a lot of artwork uh which i have hanging in my home and we distributed it to the other members of the family as mm-hmm. well so she's there uh, as a matter of fact, the um, the CD cover, CD cover, damn, that's I'm old. <laughs> that's when you know you're old. You say CD cover. <laughs> the, the cover of the single uh, "Till We Meet Again" is actually her artwork. Mm. Uh, I took a picture of it and used it and used her artwork. So I look at that and I smile about it. And I remember the good times. We had amazing times, and we had some bad ones as well. Um, but you know, that's what life is. Yeah, that's what life is. You know, she she was who she was. She was a great kid. Um, just confused. And was catching a whole lot of hell internally, and we did the best that we could with it. She lived a she lived a, she lived a balanced life, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, just went over the top on the on the on the bad end. Yeah, that's it. Well, look, man, I, I want to say that um, I, I appreciate and have always appreciated your openness with me. You know, you've let me in sometimes that are vulnerable to you, and I, I appreciate the trust that that you've given, and I. I look forward to um, whatever you're going to work on next that isn't driven by this, but the, the the appreciation and the craft understanding that you have, and even being able to turn you know this into to art and to to hopefully have a, a betterment for others. Uh, you know, I salute brother for uh, for something that is unimaginable to. I think all parents, um, and we can only, you know, put our arms around you from afar and say that, you know, we're, we're all praying for you and the family. Man, thank you, brother. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Again, a huge thank you to Will Downing for opening up to me about something so personal. 
Join me on BET Sunday, May 14th at 10 p.m. Eastern for a new episode of America in Black for a special look at mental health and suicide. If you or someone you know needs help, dial the Suicide and Crisis Lifeline at 988. Again, for help, dial 988. 100 is produced by Ed Gordon Media and distributed by iHeartMedia. Carol Johnson Green and Cherie Weldon are our bookers. Our editor is Lance Patton. Gerald Albright composed and performed our theme. Please join me on Twitter and Instagram at Ed L. Gordon and on Facebook at Ed Gordon Media. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Are you spending more time in your basement now that it's your rec room, office, kids' playroom, or home gym? Well, you need to ventilate those spaces to remove stagnant, musty air. For over 20 years, the Easy Breathe Ventilation System exchanges dirty, damp air for cleaner, drier, healthier air. Take charge of your indoor air with your own Easy Breathe Ventilation System. You can get it installed, or DIY kits are available. Just call 866-822-7328 or visit TakeChargeOfYourAir.com and receive 20% off today. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.